It's Thursday, and you know what that means. This is Max Wrestling, this is your captain speaking, and this is the week where the 2021 King of the Mic tournament begins. Plus, Dynamite is finally back on Wednesdays. AEW Dynamite, not WWE Dynamite. Well, we'll let King that JR. slide, JR. <laughs> Just because I love you, bro. Yeah. Just because I love you. I mean, uh, it's, it's been a while since he's buffed, so... Remember when he first started on Dynamite, he was botching like every week. He... Oh, yeah, Jungle Jacks. <laughs> Jack Perry Jacks or whatever. That he just would... Every time he tried to say anything about Jungle Boy, he would always fuck his name up. He's gotten better. So This week was just a little slip. Um, as you can hear, people joining me to discuss all this and more are the podcast machine, Mike Larkin, and the new Max Wrestling Knowledge Champion and new promo champion, Mo Two Belts. Mo Two Times. LFA, right. Moses Marquez. How about the morning? Uh, morning. made a lot of history last week. That's right, I did. Uh, first two-time promo champion. And mm. first two-time triple crown champion. Mm. Congrats, Mo. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> I believe this is the first time Larkin lost on that show. Is that right? Very yeah. first loss at TakeOver, yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. It's okay. Well, it's the champion's chase. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, hey, no, you're... yeah, I'm, yes, I'm with is. you. That is not no easy task. <laughs> and of course, Mike, you're still undefeated at Promo Slam, I believe. Jesus. Well, hey, man, I will say this. When it comes to trivia takeover and all that stuff, when it comes to the champion's chase, and I will say this, friggin', it's good until, like, you get towards the end. And also, here's the thing. There's a lot of questions, but at yes. the end of the day, it's, it's still tough because it's like, Ugh, but no. And first and foremost, I will say this about ECW December to December. Fuck that show. Say that. Yeah. The Champions Chase is a triathlon of trivia. Really is. Uh, Well, I posted triathlons when I used to work them with my father, so I hate triathlons, man. You brought up some bad. (laughs) No. I hate sport. I hate sport. (laughs) No, but all all serious. It's all good. Give me water. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the Undertaker when it comes to specials, man. I've only lost the two, so I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll take the Undertaker. You're still up there. I mean, um, the Champions Chase is a little bit of a trial for me too, with all the graphics. And Phoenix, obviously, Mister Fucking Eagle Eyed, points it out that I made a couple of goofs on the graphics last week. Yes, I know. It's a tough, tough quiz to organize. Of all the all the people to to bring that as the watch is like. Three weeks behind. Yeah, he he's the wrong yeah. bird. He's he's not a phoenix. He's a fucking eagle. There you go, bird fucker. What? Bird oh, fucker. What's my uh? What's my what the hell? How many days is it now? I think you mentioned this last week as a total with my reigns and my three title reigns was like a thousand something. Oh, your knowledge title reign. It's one thousand ninety, I believe. I'll check it for you. I'll Lord. take it, man. I'll take uh, it. <laughs> the only one I always remember for certain is the first reign was. Uh, one day short of a year, three six four. Looking around that motherfucker. Yes. Up. Altogether, I'm it's one thousand sixty-two. Okay, yeah, I got Jeez. nothing to complain about, so it's all good. Uh, anyway, Phoenix is right behind you on combined reigns. Obviously, he's the only other person with three reigns. He's on two nine six, so it's a hell of a difference. But still, we're both time. on three reigns. I will also take it over that. Well, we're going to call him an eagle fucker now because of all this. Let me tell you something about that eagle fucker. I've held it more than 30 days, that eagle fucker. 
No, well, nobody's held it under 35. Uh, Phoenix and Alex are tied on 35 for lowest uh, short Wait a minute. Strength. Alex set up for 35 days? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was right. 35. Yeah, not 40. Not 30. Why do I keep slipping into a New York accent? What I, what I do? What? <laughs> the two you. <laughs> She's like, I'm walking in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Before we get into this week's wrestling. Like, hold on. You're like Jack Nicholson in anger management. I said over easy. There you go. <laughs> This fucking heat is making me crazy. Before we begin, remember it's uh, it's still real to us, damn it. So click that big red subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or any podcast service and follow us on SoundCloud. So, let's kick off the topic, Tron. This may take us longer than 10 minutes. We'll see how it goes. Um, another batch of releases this week in WWE led by the quickest... Hiring and firing in history, Miss Kenneth Mobley. Kenneth Mobley. Kenneth yes. Mobley. I don't know how the fuck you pronounce her name. She doesn't even know how you pronounce Bobby oh, Lashley's name. So uh, what the fuck? Um, yeah, publicly admitting you don't know anything about the industry you've just been hired in is probably not a good idea. Well, you missed the part though, man. Did you miss the? You remember the other part that she said on that podcast? But is it Bobby Ashley? No. Besides that. So the guy who on this uh, Asian, not Asian podcast that oh, she yeah. was on. So, oh, yeah. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy brought Vince up, you know, it. like Scotty Hottie back in the day when he did the worm. And she's like, what? I thought it was a 70s dance. Scotty Too Hottie? Who was that, the worm? What? She didn't even know who Scotty Too Hottie was. You know, I loved her description of the Hurt Business. Um, they're like his crew. And their 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 thing is they dress in suits and they're like we're cool. Hi. This is why you don't hire non wrestling fans. Exactly. Maybe, maybe like, they learn from this. Here's no. the problem. No, probably people not. Back in the day. Well, people complain back in the day in two thousand in the mid two thousands when they hired Freddie Prince Jr. I'm like, there's a difference. He's oh. a wrestling fan. His father was a wrestling fan. His father was friends with the wrestlers. Okay, and Freddie Prince Jr. took an RKO on Monday Night Raw. Freddie Prince Jr. actually likes professional wrestling. If you look at his body of work, Freddie Prince Jr. wrote Jeff Hardy's Road to the Title in 2008, winning it at Armageddon 08. He actually did some stuff. He earned the respect of John Cena. Promo classes he was a part of in everything that really was assigned there in the year 2008. So he helped a lot of people and he earned his respect. But the bottom line is you could complain that he was an actor and he got to be on the writing team. But Freddie Prince Jr. was a wrestling fan. You could complain about Brian Gowertz and his comedy, which a lot that he did as well. But Brian Gowertz actually was friends with The Rock and he still is good friends with The Rock and he was friends with Andrew Christian and meeting people on the set and everything that he was doing from a production standpoint before being being on the creative writing team and replacing Vince Russo and Ed goddamn Ferrara. So, I mean, hey, there's a lot of people with experience. Wow. Yeah, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, come on now. I, I, when people could complain about Freddie Prince Jr., who actually gave a shit, they don't like this bitch. Yeah, I'll give him some respect for uh, wrestling stuff, but he, he kind of a little bit of a douche in some areas. Yeah, he was, but, but still, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have him than friggin' this Kenise Mobley, who was a twizzot. 
I mean, I know nothing about her other than she knew absolutely nothing about WWE, and somehow she became a writer, and then she got herself screwed. Dude, mm-hmm. comedy stuff like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon as her credit. She did like comedy stuff on that. Nah. Nah. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Look, if you didn't at least watch like the Attitude Era, then like you shouldn't write wrestling at all. Personally, I mm. would say like if you don't have at least twenty plus years of watching wrestling, you shouldn't do any of it. But then again, I mean, fuck, didn't they used to watch Jerry Springer while fucking Russo wrote the show back in the day? Yeah, Russo uh, and Ed Ferraro, Jerry Springer, while they were writing the show at Vince's house, yep. I'm sure Kevin Dunn loved that, so he might still be, oh, well, we got to <laughs> stick with that way. That's my big-ass teeth. We're going to get the whole crowd chanting Jerry, bro. Oh, here's what we're going to do. And oh, Laura's going to love it. First thing. We gotta talk about that very briefly. Did you guys see everybody and everybody was friggin' supporting Vince Russo after Tony Khan said that in the Forbes interview talking about, you know, Vince Russo and destroying the uh, WCW and all that and he, and everybody was behind Vince Russo because it's like Tony Khan, who the fuck are you to talk about this where yes he might have been like a you know a douche and Vince Russo or whatever, but it's just like you the numbers don't lie with facts because where he went like ratings went up or whatever. Because it's been like factual and there's proven stuff and Vince Russo pretty much told Tony Gone, you don't want to go there with me, bro. Bro. So a lot of people came out supporting Vince Russo after what Tony Khan said. Get. I mean, yeah, Russo gets a lot of flack, but I mean, we I think we forget he did also write some stuff that we greatly enjoyed in the Attitude Era. That was the point of it because someone did post it's like Vince Russo, what he wrote, Steve Austin versus The Rock, mm-hmm. Tony Khan, Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy. So I mean, that they did the comparison in that front. I really don't think it's fair to compare any writers from past generations to today's generation. Wrestling has completely changed, thanks to social media. But yeah, I know. I think it's just because Tony Khan sometimes, you know, he just, yeah. And I I got no issues with him, but he just goes over the top sometimes. And it's like, all right, calm down. That's going back to what we just said, though. I mean, Tony Khan is also a huge wrestling nerd. Mm -hmm. Facts. Old he, school tape trader. He he's like Freddie Prince Jr. except with more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Factual. Um, fourteen people were released this week, I believe. Oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of recognizable names: the Bollywood Boys, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, uh, Arya Davari, Tony Nice, August Gray, um, Marina Shafir, Killian Dane was one that really surprised me. Why? She sucks. That's a he. Uh, they did oh, no, Marina Shafir. Marina. Um... Oh, Shafir, sorry. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? She's what? No, she didn't surprise me. Killian Dane did. Oh, um, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he... Drake Maverick, tag team. Stupid music. <laughs> Mismatched tag team. I, lo- I loved it. I mean, I do like them. I like them. I mean, on the but plus you know, side. they don't, they don't, they don't go after what us wrestling fans like. No, it's just Damn. poor timing once again on WWE's part because obviously Dane has been featured very prominently on NXT lately. Nikki Cross has just got a new push with the superheroes thing. Um, it's yeah, but on the plus side, he can now go to the Indies and just be a an Irish bastard again. Big demo. I look at it from a stance too. Like you got rid of guys like well, first and foremost, Ever Rise can just go. 
You didn't oh, need yeah. that one, right? Fat Jackson, not Nick Pizzi. <laughs> so <laughs> you get rid of the Bollywood boys. You get rid of pretty much what 205 was with Kurt Stallion and Ari Davari and Tony Nese, like you said, and, and Breezango. Yeah. I mean, you and the Bollywood boys, who are very, very good and are very underrated. Uh, you get rid of people like Tino Sabatelli again, who wasn't even Meh, on TV. Let him go. Get out of here, Tino. No, no, you can't spoil any shows now, Tino. Yeah, Tino. guy. <laughs> Arturo Ruas had potential. He was uh, the mar- martial arts guy. He was Love in Raw. Love that guy. Yeah. And they got rid of him. Yeah, that bummed me out a little bit. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, now I get to see him in, like, blood sport or something. That'd be sick. Hmm. Marina Shafir was better than Jessamine Duke, but I mean, look at it like this. The only uh, Four Horsemen member that's available that's still on the roster is Shayna. Yeah, well, I mean, Becky's supposed to become... Oh, you mean that Four Horsewomen? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah just Shayna. I mean, let's be honest. Shayna was always the most talented out of the four. Yes. I mean, the only thing that I got that, I mean, I... I will say this. The only problem that I had is remember when they were at the Mae Young Classic and they had the stare down. We never got to see a four horse woman versus MMA four horse woman match. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't as if they didn't have the opportunity. There was a point where all eight of them were active. Mm-hmm. Yep. But crazy thing is the amount of people that have been released by WWE this year is enough to fill an entire roster for one show. Yep. Oh, I believe it. For like one brand. And that includes backstage personnel and uh, commentators and whatnot. Nuts. Including two referees. Yep. Uh, one of which can stay fucked off. There All you right. go. Can I please say it? Can oh, yeah, can yeah. I... You want to talk about him, don't you, Mike? <laughs> I fucking hate him and his fucking deathmatch brain and bullshit. This mother... Drake... Drake motherfucking works. Okay, so he goes on his fucking tw- Instagram and he writes, any company that is discriminating against employees that refuse to participate in an experiment media procedure by forcing them to show proof of vaccination in order to come to work in a normal capacity is violating basic human rights. I questioned pushback and then defied this tyrannical overreach of control that didn't fit their narrative and I was punished. Faith is taking a stand and knowing that God has you covered. I lost my six-figure job for taking a stand on multiple fronts, and I don't regret it one bit. We all come to a point where we either follow the Lord or follow the world. That decision was easy for me. I'd rather flip burgers for the glory of God than sell my soul being part of a cabal that's pushing a deceptive lie that you must mask up or take the jab in order to participate in normal everyday life. A company I thought was patriotic has now bowed down to the communist mob agenda. I'm angry. Thank you. I'm going to keep it going for another five minutes. Did he also have a problem with the piss test in WWE because it's just part of the job? Yeah, I think so. He wrote uncancelled hashtag rise up, which used to be the SmackDown theme, and now I'm breathing ahead. That's what I think of when I think of this guy. Also, you didn't get fired for taking a stand. You got fired for not showing up to work, going to rallies, and pretty much getting into a fight with everybody on the roster. Did you see what he uh, screenshot? Did 
did you see what he screenshotted? He screenshotted a message that he got from John Laronitis that said, effective immediately at all upcoming TVs, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer require to test to wear a mask. However, if you are fully vaccinated, make sure medical has proof of your vaccination home. If you are not fully vaccinated, the standard protocol is still in place. You will have to test, fill out paperwork, have your temperature checked, and wear a mask. Okay. What's the problem there, Drake? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He wonders why nobody's going to book him. He, and he wonders why nobody's going to book him. I, I, yeah. I, Again, we talked it's about It's a this. massive I'm, can of worms to open. Well, I'm all about the Lord, and I understand that. But it's just like, <laughs> believe in the scientists too, man. You see, it, it does no doubt. Yeah. This is why you're one of the good guys, Mike. Thanks. Because you're, no, you're tight with the Lord, but you also believe in medical science. Dude, I freaking got back right with the Lord, but it's just like, <laughs> shit. Like, the problem with this guy is, yes, I believe in science, but it's like, holy shit. Dude, nowhere in the Bible does it say, thou shalt not get vaccinated. Thou shalt <laughs> not wear the mask, okay? Just, just wear the mask and shut up. And again, going back to the school board thing where he's like, oh, well, you know, my children and children are saying, why do I have to wear this mask? I can't breathe. It's, it's just, And I'm like, okay, you can sit down and explain to the child. I sound like freaking Dr. Joyce Brothers right now. You could sit down and <laughs> speak with the child about why you need to wear the mask and why we need to continue to wear it and why the purposes of why, you know, we have to wear it. You could just sit down with your child and explain it because you yourself are wearing the mask and taking the safety protocol and taking the safety precautions. But no, we won't do that because, you know, we're in Florida and, you know, we lick ass. So fuck him and let's just move on because I'm going to get even more pissed and I don't like yeah. to be angry at him because you I'm know, trying to better my anger. I well, also seem to forget that the industry involved getting very physical with other human beings mm -hmm. so obviously there's precautions in place yeah and again it's his deathmatch brain because he's taken too many oh, shots oh yeah deathmatches fuck precautions <laughs> hey look <laughs> I got a light bulb light. tube <laughs> too many light tubes for old Drake Younger hashtag Florida looks ass Florida, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just that that goddamn state and governor fucking DeSantis. I, no, 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 you're good. All right, let's go to a new topic then. So, um, I got a question actually regarding NXT. Yes. Is anybody actually interested in Diamond Mine? I like Roddy. I mean, I I, I always liked Roddy, but. They bought this new gimmick in, and they built it up for weeks and weeks and weeks, and nobody knew what the fuck it was, whether it was going to be like a Raw Underground type thing again or what. Uh, so they come in I, as a faction, and it's just like, oh, okay. I was, I was hoping it was Parker Bordeaux, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I'm waiting on a kid. It's just Roddy and a couple of jobbers. Jabberines. Oh. Roddy with a haircut and a couple of jobbers, and uh, Bivens on the, on the stick. Who's the guy? It's it's Suzuki and wasn't it the guy that Bivens was with that they put him with briefly? Yeah. What the hell was the guy? You see? Exactly. We forget their names. I don't even remember their names. I just remember it's Suzuki and the other guy. Tyler Rust? Tyler Rust, Thank yeah. You. Tyler Rust. I was really... Sorry. I had to think really hard. I'm not even going to lie. I'm happy that they're giving them an opportunity and they're learning from a veteran, but it's just like... Uh, that's a little bit of a bummer. Yep. It's, it's just, it's kind of, it's wah, wah, wah. And the crazy thing is also, it, I think it only came out a few days ago, 
before the releases. Um, Ruas and Marina Shapir were, were initially supposed to join Diamond Mine. Oh, again. You you release Roddy's wife, and this is what happens. You put yeah. up with Tyler Rustin you, Suzuki. Uh, you bring him back on TV, you give him a new faction, you fire his wife, and you cancel plans to bring her into the faction. By the way, you also missed what, like we were talking about releases with Killian Dane, you also missed that Nikki Cross, in a way, is now Nikki Ash. Yeah, So Nikki what they're Ash. doing is Nikki Ash. She's almost a superhero. So, the okay, here's why I'm okay with this, because I'm sure this will get over with the kids when it when they come back to live crowds. Oh, it's definitely so going to get over with the kids. Oh, so she's a super, she's not a superhero, but she has the spirit, and every time she puts on this outfit, it makes her believe, and this is something that, you know, it really incites her spirit and makes her feel good and makes her, you know, want to take on the world, and I can understand that because we're all, all our own superheroes in a way. So mm-hmm. I understand where she's coming from, but, yeah, she's no, she's not a superhero, but once I put this outfit on, man, Basically, I mean, it's power. Yeah. Basically, she's a cosplayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but I mean, yes, if, there's, if there's anyone that can make it work, it's Nikki Cross. Oh, she gets so into her gimmicks. I have no doubt she'll make it work. I think we said last week. I wish she wasn't the gimmick. It's just that it came out of nowhere, and it's so random. Hey, somebody said she's Mighty Molly, but I'm like. I mean, I can see the comparison, of course, but I mean, Mighty Molly, though, was the you sidekick see, and had I think Hurricane's gimmick worked because he was a delusional superhero. <laughs> and he was also big into comic books and had a Green Lantern well, tattoo. Yeah. But uh, I was like, I can joke slam Big Show. What's up with that? What's up with that? One of my favorite t-shirts I have to this day of the Hurricane. I got her powers, Biatch. <laughs> oh, and he's still kind of living on that gimmick. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then they get... Oh, we forgot one other release, guys. Sanjay, well, not, not release, but Sanjay Duck quit. Oh, yeah, Sanjay Duck quit and is expected to go to AEW, of course. He's not And if he does, I don't want to hear shit about former WWE guy because he's a former Impact guy. No, he already signed. Oh, he signed with AEW. There we go, then. <laughs> I was like, no, like, it's, it's official. Is, he signed. Is he the one they scrapped the 90-day no-compete clause for? I'm thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's keep it on Braun Strowman, but take it off Sanjay Dutt. Oh. By the <laughs> way, speaking of NXT, fucking Bronson Reed loses the North American title to Swerve Scott, which I'm happy to see Swerve get the title, but we know where Bronson Reed's going next. Yeah. Oh, it was so unexpected. What I mean, it was so random. Like, okay, Swerve's got a title shot. Obviously, Reed's going to retain. Wait a minute, what? Well, that came out of nowhere. So, yeah. Swerve is now North American champion. Bronson Reed is very likely to go up to Raw. And I feel so bad. I mean, I'm not going to say I knew who he was before NXT. I'm not going to say I'm a massive fan. But I enjoy seeing him on TV. And it's way too soon to go up to the, let's say, main roster. Lame roster. Let's, there we go. Mm-hmm. New buzzword. Lame, lame roster. roster. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Yeah. I don't want to see Bronson Reed go anywhere yet. He's got a lot left to do in NXT. He could be an NXT champion. He should have been an NXT champion. I was. Uh, as you were saying, like how you're not. You know, you didn't follow him or nothing like that. Like I watched this dude be PWD champ, beat Keith Lee. I seen the whole thing. Like, he's really good. Um, the thing that just fucking baffles me is it's like 
Vince randomly seen this dude and was like, oh, well, I got to have him. And I swear to God, somebody else in the back was like, hey, Vince, you just want like a big, like a really big dude. Like we got Otis. And he's like, I want him. Well, well, Otis is bigger. Well, well that guy can fly. That's it. <laughs> that, that's all he said. I don't want to play probably with said Otis anymore. Well, that or, there you go. I don't want to play with Otis anymore. Or what was it? Uh, it's like the fat one. So he's like, he's getting on the, now all of a sudden he wants big fat guys. <laughs> he wants and some thick boys. What the hell is going on with Otis's look? He shaved his, he looks oh. like the revolting blob's son. <clears throat> My guy. Mm. Go through a life crisis, he do. I remember a year and a half ago, I was like, I cannot stand Otis. He pisses me off so much seeing him on TV. And it's just got to this point where I'm like, okay, what are they doing to Otis? Leave him alone. Like, <laughs> stop. He's in the Health Academy with Chad Chad Gable, and they're making him like a monster heel now, and he shaved. And he shaved. The haircut. Yeah, he shaved, and he's growing out his hair again. Oh. Oh. You know what? He's... He's turning into the meme, the South Park meme. That's what he. That's what I see now when I see Otis. He's he's the South Park guy. Yeah, man. You know, you know the one they use to describe uh, wrestling marks, where he's just sitting in his room. Oh, the big fat yes. dude. Yeah, yes. the World of Warcraft guy. That's oh him. yeah, put some fucking glasses on him and and make his chin multiply. Hell yeah, that's that him. That's him, alright. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, Vince is apparently uh, scouting talent at the Performance Center. So Why? Everybody's hiding at the Performance Center right now. There's nobody there you want, you idiot. You when, want Karrion Cross? Take him. Get him the fuck out of here, for the love of God. When, when Vince I, visits the Performance Center, it's like when Freddy Krueger comes to Elm Street, all the kids hide and are terrified. Don't, don't pick me. I, please don't pick me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure some of them are like, I'm down for the paycheck. Oh yeah. And some of them are like, bro, I, I, I need some sort of relevance when I have to go eventually go back to the Indies. Because <laughs> you don't like. <laughs> okay, everything you do here, forget it. Forget about it. You're no longer Bronson Reed. You're the fat blob. Go. <laughs> By the way, God. speaking of the main roster, I gotta say it. The lame so roster. I watched the lame roster. Excuse me, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> so I watched Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Oh, okay. Boy. So, which so her name is now officially Dewdrop. Yes, which I refuse. Let me to reset call. the timer for this. Go ahead. Which I refuse to call her Dewdrop. She will always be Piper Niven to me, damn it, because that's what her fucking name is. So last week they did the thing where uh, she did all the work then Eva tagged in didn't get the pin and then she hopped down off the in-ring apron roll up by Naomi one two three they didn't qualify for money in the bank shawty what you think I got more money in the bank so this week they have a rematch Piper Niven's uh, doing the work Eva Marie does the same thing like last like Piper did last week didn't make the tag so Piper Niven reverses Asuka she gets the old cross body pins Asuka one two three and Eva Marie is shocked because she tried to do what Piper Niven did but Piper Niven got the win, and then she did the winner of the match, Eva Marie. So they're continuing this. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yep. 
I'm in, I'm interested. Have the ratings declined while Eva Marie's on TV? Because everybody thought she was money. I don't know about that part, but I know the rating was at an all-time low with uh, whatever it was this week. Oh, again. Again. But yeah, more no, and more it's, people are tuning out. It's, it's about just it's the same shit, man. Well, it's the same old thing you say. Recycled garbage, you say. And, well, Matt Riddle was funny with, you know, Randy couldn't compete, so he was filling in for Randy Orton and the uh, and the battle royal that they did for uh, to see who would be in the triple threat, which Matt Riddle wound up winning, and he was channeling his inner Randy Orton, and then he lost to Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles in the bout because he accidentally hit his foot up against the steel steps, and he's like, I gotta do it for Randy, bro. It's like, do it for Johnny. I gotta do it for Randy, bro. And then he- then he comes out with the thing around his foot and he's trying so hard and then Drew McIntyre hits him with the Claymore and McIntyre's in the money in the bank. Shorty, what you think? I got money in the bank. And he's writing this letter and he gives it to Adam Pearce and Sony Deville and he's like, bro, and he, and he wrote it in crayon and marker and he's like, sincerely the legend killer and he drew a friggin' viper on it. It was funny as fuck and I about died because it's, the Matt Riddle is making this because he wants to be with Randy Orton so bad as far as the tag team goes and Randy Orton's just looking at him like, you son of a bitch! Just, just shut the fuck up. And it's and, and it is great comedy stuff. And they know what they have with this. But the thing with me would be is they finally become the tag team and they get on the same page and they they are formidable opponents and they beat AJ and Almas. All right, that's what I would do. But I actually think that they're going to go the route of having them have a match at SummerSlam, which I'm like, okay, but no. I think they should be the tag team and win the tag titles because they're over as fuck. But I think that they're going to go with the route of we're going to get a one-on-one bout with them at SummerSlam, which, again, frustrates me because you have something so over, something so organic, something so funny, something so entertaining, and I don't want them to go in the direction that I think they're going to go in. People like it. That's why it's not going to work. That's why it's not going to work. They like Zack Ryder, and he got over by himself with YouTube. Oh, we got to shove it down their throats. Fuck Zack Ryder. Get it the fuck off of him. He got over by himself, damn it. Uh, it, So he wasn't the lowest all-time uh, all-time low ratings. It was very, very close. It was the lowest non-holiday ratings. Um, Memorial Day on May 31st was 1.557. This week was 1.57. So it's, no. it's literally right there. Well, the problem is you also confuse me, too, because you have Charlotte uh, teaming with Natty and Tamina, who, first and foremost, Natty and Tamina are not heels, in my opinion, okay? They're talking about wrestling and being fighting champions, and then they're taking on Rhea and the Gucci girls, and I don't even know who the fuck the heels are, because Rhea Ripley is acting like a Twizot. Then you got Charlotte over here acting like a bigger Twizot, and it's like, you're learning from me, Charlotte. Ha-ha, <laughs> you're learning from me, kid. And it's just like, wait, what? Because Rhea's supposed to be a heel, but she's kind of more of the baby face in this because people hate Charlotte. And I don't even know what the fuck is going on. So it's just, it's like it's heel versus heel, and it's just so horrible. And we're getting Rhea and Charlotte again at Money in the Bank. Shorty, what you think? I got Money in the Bank. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. If they were to do something with Rhea as this heel, which she should not be. She should be the fighting baby face like she was in NXT, this badass baby face, kick-ass baby face. But they're making her a heel, so what the fuck ever. So what you should do is Rhea Ripley beats Charlotte, then goes against Becky, a hot baby face, a hot returning baby face at SummerSlam, which is what I hope they do and not put it on Charlotte. Uh, I just I don't even know who the heel is, and I don't care because they totally fucked up that storyline. They had Alexa Bliss kick Reginald in the ding ding, and freaking kick Nia in the knee, which actually there was some progression, which I was okay with, and Nikki Cross beat her because it was more than just the hoodoo. So I mean, they're looking to do something, man. And Alexa has a new theme: the evil is mine. Okay. 
I'll say it. The women's division is a fucking mess. It is. On Raw, it is. Absolutely, it is. SmackDown, uh, <laughs> I can't even say anything because I got rid of most of them on SmackDown, too. But, I mean, yeah, it's just the whole women's division, except for NXT. But, yeah, Raw and SmackDown's women's division's meh. And don't even think about raiding NXT women's division. I don't like their division. And freaking, I got to say something about women. Fucking Zia Lee knocked the living bejesus out of Mercedes Martinez. My goodness. Oh, two women got injured this week. So Zia Lee kicked Mercedes Martinez the fuck out. And oh my. Rebel blew out her knee when she went to break up a pin. Mm. Yep, I saw that too. You know what that reminded me of, the Zia Lee thing? Remember when Asuka knocked out fucking Deanna Prazo with that kick? Yes. Holy hell. That's what that reminded me of. It's like, first and foremost, Zia Lee is hurting poor Aaliyah. Twice! And now she hurts Mercedes Zia Martinez. Lee's lethal. She, her, her gimmick's pretty real. And also no, the fact... She's shooting. Out there just she's... shooting on everybody. <laughs> can we, can we play against Nia Jax, please? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're going to knock Nia Jax out. I know what you're doing there. <laughs> hey, that, no, that's malicious. That's malicious. Nia, well, she was another one that you got pissed because I told her that, you know, she'd rather believe in God and trust God with her immune system. And now yeah. Sasha Banks would be an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. So what did I say about Nia Jax? Well, if her immune system is anything like her ring safety. Oh, my goodness. And I love you. That's why well, you're one of my best friends, goddammit, Captain. But no, I mean, it, it's a fact, too, like with Sasha Banks. And here's the thing. People were sticking up for her on Twitter about that. And, and people were like, okay. If she says she's going to be anti-vax, you know people are going to hate on her on social media, I'm, so move the fuck on. I'm not surprised in the least bit by Sasha Banks. She's always been hot-headed. Yes. She's always been a crybaby, too. So. Oh, that's when people got on me, because remember when, <laughs> okay, when that documentary came out on WWE.com talking about she's coming back and all this depression, and me and my girl Pam, that being Bailey, because everything I remember that that was me and my girl Pam. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. So <laughs> I get you, you're depressed. We all go through depression. We all go through our shit. But it's just like, all right, you're still a crybaby at the same time. I did not feel Jeez. sorry for that one. She had no reason to complain. Look at all the titles she's had in WWE, all the success she's had, and she took a ball and went home because she had to drop the titles to a superior tag team at WrestleMania. But you, she won't admit that. She said it had nothing to do with that. She oh, of course not. No, 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 no. no. Of course. No. Of course. Sasha Banks always speaks the truth. That's right. <laughs> I speak the truth. I tell no lies. Tell no lies. Uh, I see no evil. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, but the cane in my window. <laughs> you get out of here, man. It ain't, it ain't May 19th. All right. Um, let's leave the topic drawn there for a minute because we still got AEW to get to. Um, before we do go to the second part of the topic drawn, we've also got King and the Mike to come as well. But here's a reminder that you are listening to Max Wrestling. We are available on all audio podcast platforms including soundcloud apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio and cast box very nice very very nice i feel bad for your microphone <laughs> that that one was pretty high on the micometer yeah oh, i'm saying 
man, I'm going to say right now, I do this from my bed sometimes, you know, sleeping in my bed, I feel like Drew Hill. But yeah, man, sometimes when I don't want to get my ass up and go over to the computer, I just sit here in bed under the covers, you know what I'm saying? Nice and toasty, you know what I'm saying? It feels good just sleeping in my bed under the covers like I'm under the boardwalk out of the sun under the boardwalk. 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 I would love to have this set up like bedside two fucking monitors and this whole thing. That'd be awesome. (laughs) But nope. My wife would kill me. Man, I'd be like Denzel Washington in fucking Bone Collector. Yeah. Okay. I know you're going there. (laughs) (laughs) Just lying in bed with two computer screens all day long. Lying in bed with the radio on. And he still managed to solve a moider. Moider. Moida. Now, last week, history was made at Trivia Takeover 6 Mortal Conflict, where Moses Marquez became a two-time knowledge champion and first ever two-time promo champion and first two-time Triple Crown winner. And the promo title has now changed hands at every Max Wrestling event. Congratulations also to Daniel Crimmins in becoming a new group MVP and, of course, to the Phoenix for retaining the World Championship. But something else happened last week, and we heard from the Jester, uh, who wants to go through a kingpin in order to bring back the shape. But in order to do that, we need the Demoness to set the kingpin free. So will she accept? It's time to find out. Was that my sway? <laughs> I look. There's Jester coming to our realm. He's dumb. And brave. How did you get into my life, Jester? No one gets past my gates. But somehow, you did. Not impressed with that. Are we, Lily? Punished. No, Lily. He wants a favour from me. He wants something we took. (laughs) Something I took. Why, Jester? Why should I do anything that you want? You want this. The Kingpin's tongue. (laughs) What do we think, Lily? Should we give it to them? Jester, I refuse you. If you come into my lair again, I will destroy you. And I may just be taking tongues. I take all... <laughs> I refuse, and not you, any other mortal, can change our mind. Be gone, Jester. 
before I rip your throat out or make that pretty smile of yours bigger. <laughs> I'm warning you. Do not come here again. Embrace the madness. Oh. Embrace the darkness. Everybody dies. <laughs> Until the next time, Jester. <laughs> bye bye. So the demoness says no. But I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of this. But either way, Promo Slam 2021 is coming your way August 19th with the pre-launch show on August 17th. This year, we're introducing the Ring of Games, a series of trivia challenges to determine who will challenge Moses for the Knowledge Championship at Promo Slam. The King and the Mike will also challenge the Promo Champion, which is also Moses. And the predictions title will also be determined by NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. It all comes your way August 19th, and as you can see, it's casino-themed this year. Which is good, because that also means the Promo Championship is going to be very, very unique. It's Joker's Wild rules, which means both Champion and Challenger can have one minute of help from a person of their choice. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. I totally feel like Nick Aldis right now, like I'm the dealer. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we need Justin Roberts just to yell, and the Joker. That'd be great. Still to come, we're kicking off the King of the Mike tournament with Cypher versus Travis. Or are we? Hmm. But first, let's go to a break. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching... Max Wrestling Podcast now. We're gonna take it to the max. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. This is the voice of Killer Cross. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. Giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. It's time to take it to the max. And we're about to take it to the max. Welcome back to the Max Wrestling Podcast. So... Uh, we're going to get into the King of the Mike in just a little bit, but first, it's that time of the week where we share some ridiculous things that people say on the internet. This is shit Mark say. It's still real to me, damn it! And this week, it's not coming from me because I don't have any. It's coming from King Mo. That's right. I got one because you, the fucking goddamn WWE marks 
just have to go running your nose into everything. So there's uh, there was a post on what culture, which basically just said five reasons why AEW is outclassing WCW or WCW WWE. I'm sorry, you see, when the show's really bad, it reverts me back to its bad days back in the 2001. If, if you know what I mean. Anyway, the first comment on there, which I I had to love it because it was the best, was uh, was two pairs of clown shoes. It says, this is for all the WWE marks that are hating on this article. You're hating on it, you're a clown. And then immediately, of course, that stupid fucking thing that we've seen for probably about a year and a half now, where it says AE and then the W is the WWE logo. Yeah. So I have this guy who runs up and down the whole fucking gamut on why all these guys like there you don't even have any stars in AEW that oh they're all WWE stars without them the, the, the company wouldn't have been made and this and this and so he was talking about like Jericho and 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 Mox obviously and I'm like okay well so my immediate response is they both went to Japan and reinvented themselves what else you got and he started to bring up how the Young Bucks are, like, they do the same thing. I'm like, okay. Randy Orton's been the same guy for 17 years. What's your fucking point? And he keeps going on. So the New thing day. that killed <clears throat> me. Sorry. Right? And the thing <laughs> that killed me is he comes at me with, oh, well, you know, Sting was a major WWE star. What? what? Thank you. He was in there I, for a cup of coffee, like, a few months. Like, shut the fuck up. He ha well, no, he goes on to this. Oh, he had a WrestleMania moment. I said, if that's what you call a moment. Well, he did have a moment. Okay. Well, he did have a WrestleMania moment. He was only okay, there for. Let yeah. me, let me, let me break, let me paint you a broader picture. And, and if, and I want you to see if you look at it like this. Was okay. it a WrestleMania moment for Sting and Triple H, or was it a WrestleMania moment for Degeneration X and the NWO? All right, you got a point there because they turned it into like a Monday Night War thing. Yep. Exactly. It wasn't about them. I would understand if it was about them. Yeah, you want to use that as an argument? Cool, whatever. He had a WrestleMania moment. No, the fucking factions that feuded during the Monday Night Wars, they had a WrestleMania moment. That's what that whole thing built about. And then he got hurt with Seth and then left. And by the way, he, he it took him how long after WCW got sold for him to show up? Like 17 yeah. years? Well, yeah, and, and also when he was in TNA, it only took him like a year or two when they first started. But then the WWE, yeah, it, only, it took him like, geez, like fucking, well, that was 13, 14 years to get the WWE. I mean, like we were talking about with the Triple H stuff when we were talking about the Monday Night War. The thing with that, too, is what also there was a lot of stuff in increments that didn't make sense. Like you have Sting being backed up by the NWO when most of his WCW career he was feuding with the Thank NWO. Thank you. Yeah. made no sense, but okay. I wasn't even no. a big WCW fan, and I knew that. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, we're not idiots. We pay attention to stuff. Anyway, the point was, is he, this whole list rambled on, and I told them, I said, I, my, my very first uh, comeback is always, w, these WWE guys are not even a quarter of the roster. I said, I can name more stars made in AEW than guys brought in from WWE. And turned into a whole fucking argument. I was like, first off, you can't deny Jungle Boy, you know, Adam uh, fucking, uh, John Silver, fucking, there, there was a, uh, was it? I, I, I said, yeah, the only two people that I can really complain about is Miro and Christian Cage. Yeah. You can complain because they went, well, Christian Cage, whatever, him and the TNA run and all that, whatever. 
But leaving WWE straight to AEW, fine. Label him that guy. Miro, fine. Label him that guy. Sean Spears? You want to say Sean Spears was a vital part of AEW's building when he left? That fucking guy wasn't even over, pal. He had one pop in a fucking Royal Rumble where he came out as number 10, and then they did nothing with him. So how is he this vital part that had to leave? Like, you're a fucking idiot. It's get over it. Guess what? I mean, you know what? Here's a, here's a spectrum. I forgot. Uh, one of the dudes in RWT, I think his name is Michael Hayes. What a fucking name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he points out in a it beautifully, you know, if the shoe, if, if this was 15, if this was 20 some odd years ago, the shoe would be on the other foot. Half of, uh, half of WWF's roster came from WCW. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're fucking 100% on that one, bud. Triple H came from WCW. Stone Cold came from WCW. Yep. Taker. Jericho. Take, thank you. Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit. Fucking there's a, there's a list a mile long. Dean Malenko. Perry Saturn. Thank you. And then you got the it's ECW a mile guys. Long. Yep. So Taz. don't talk about poaching from this big old company. When fucking they would poach from everybody else. This company's two years in, and all these WWE diehards, because I won't call you Mark, I don't want to make you mad, you fucking Marks. <laughs> you guys, you don't want competition. You don't want you want to be the best ever because TNA and Impact are stupid. Yeah, that's because you don't understand. Like, I'm fully getting into Impact. Like, is it the, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not on AEW's level, in my opinion. But it is, it's a fun watch. It's a fun watch. It, it's like when I want to go out of my way and watch MLW or go out of my way and watch some like AAA or whatever. It's nice to get away and see something different. And to me, AEW hits on all cylinders. So I get excited for Wednesdays. However, I don't know the last time I enjoyed anything WWE, not including NXT, that hit on all cylinders and I enjoyed. It's been, it's been a hot minute. Hot minute. Oh, by the way, he deleted everything he said. <laughs> Shows you those internet marks for you right there. Everything you ramble about and then you delete because you know you're absolutely Yeah, I, I've been seeing this stupid Captain Planet meme all week where, you know, all these different things combine to AEW marks. Like, okay. like, like it's built on ex-WWE stars. One of them is a current champion. The others mm-hmm. are Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Britt Baker. I mean, if, again, like I said, if you the Jericho thing, bro, he was WCW before he was WWF or WWE. And then again, when you fucking don't go straight to this goddamn company, when you go out of the United States and reinvent yourself, that's reinventing yourself. It's rebranding yourself. It's allowing yourself to remarket yourself, being a bigger market. Look at how big... How fucking popular John Moxley was when he left WWE. Look how many indie dates he had. We all fucking loved his New Japan run. AEW was a thought at the time. And then it came to fruition. He still wasn't there. And then he showed up. But he, he built their company. No, he didn't. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. The guy that apparently was a 17-time world champion in WWE, according to these fucking marks. He was such a vital part. No, he wasn't. He was fucking used and abused. 
Like, you guys have no argument. There is nobody that they took that is any fucking good to your company. It's Drew McIntyre didn't show up. Hulk Hogan's not on fucking AEW. Fucking who else? Uh, Bobby Lashley's not showing up over there. Shut the fuck up. Like, competition's gonna happen, bud. You can't be the best team in town forever. I will, I will say this, because you were talking about WWE in a hot minute. Like, with Money in the Bank, I'm kind of just... All right, I understand the story with Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston, but I'm like, we all know who's going to win. I'm more invested in Roman Reigns and Edge because they finally get the one-on-one and the storytelling is way better. So, I mean, bringing back Edge, I know a lot of people were complaining about Edge. I got no issue with it because we finally get that one-on-one bout. It's going to be a damn good bout. But it's just like, yeah. And when it comes to Christian, I will say with AEW, uh, I mean, I, he should be putting over Jungle Boy. I kind of equate that to when he was the ECW champion in 09, and he was facing guys like Ryder and Vance Archer and helping get that brand over, which, you know, like I said, I enjoyed his run as ECW champion as, as well with Swagger. But, you know, I mean, he should be doing that. With Christian, what annoys me now is, like, he comes and he lays out Omega. Uh, he has the brief feud with Team Taz, and I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see him and Matt Hardy in a feud. I hate the fact that he's in a feud with Matt Hardy right now. Mm-hmm. You and me both. <laughs> Oh, well, the other thing I will say, because we were talking about Jericho, did you <laughs> did you guys see that exchange Jericho had with a fan on Instagram? Did I tell you guys about this? I, I think didn't. I read it. So, Cornette. <laughs> Goddamn Cornette. So, what happened was the guy, he this, this fan commented under Jericho's repost of the Hager-Wardlow MMA match, which some people uh, have shit on. And Moses, I, I know you loved it. I know you loved it. So people were crapping on it. And, and somebody wrote, I can't wait to hear what Cornette's thoughts about is on the podcast. And Jericho's like, well, who cares what Cornette has to say? He hasn't been relevant since the 90s. And then he goes, what, are you a racist? And the fan goes back to one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite lines. What, he goes, are you Your a mother... racist? Yeah, he called. He's like, what are you, a racist? Bro, and they're he's... both white. No, like, no, no, not, no. It has nothing to do with Wardlow and, and, and Hager. He said he was referring to Cornette being a racist. Yeah. So, oh, well, so the, yeah. So the fan comes back and he goes, "Your mother-in-law and your yeah. wife were at the Capitol. Shut the fuck up with that racist shit." Mm-hmm. So, God. Yep. And well, the the Jim Cornette had very a lot of validity in what he was saying back to that because he's like, you know what? Well, I must have been relevant enough to be on your podcast twice, twice, and I must have been relevant to discover you, which he did. The thrill seekers, him and Lance Storm and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So I mean. He, he does have a point there, does Mr. Jim Cornette. So I thought it was funny with the Jericho thing. And that fan owned him with the, your mother and your wife were at the Capitol on January 6th. Get the fuck out of here with that racist shit. You, you'd think Jericho and Cornette would be on the same page. Well, you first and foremost, well, Cornette is also, well, with the, the racist line, here's the thing with Cornette on that. He said that line in 1995. That when he was what he said about Trevor Murdoch during the whole thing that got him fired from NWA. But the thing is, it's not 1995 anymore. So... You know. No, if it was 1995, Diesel would still be world champion. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and ratings champion. would be tanking. Oh, God. First and foremost, don't remind me. I know, Mo, you got to watch it. Diesel and Mabel at SummerSlam 95. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was uh, mm-hmm. oh. it's a tough one. Hey, I, I will admit, though, right now, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of low-key enjoying fake, uh, fake Diesel's run. I mean, I, I like to make fun of them because, you know, they're not the real guys. But fucking Rick. Glenn Jacobs. Goddamn, that guy's athletic. Yep. Yeah. Rick Wagner and 
Diesel. And I hope you listened to my interview I sent you with Wagner. God rest his soul. Oh, I did. I What'd did you think? because I was like, I can't not stand this guy. So I got it with my guys. What'd you I, think? I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I have a little bit more sympathy for the guy, but I mean, uh, he, he fucking still tries way too hard. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't say it. it's whatever. It's what they told him to do. You know, yep. you got to go out there. You got to sell it, pal. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. The, the, the he's way over Canadian. the top. He's a Canadian. <laughs> Like the, hey, the for for being, I'm gonna say this as a as a Latino, uh, for being Canadian, hell of a tan, hell of a tan. Yes, uh, made me believe he was also uh, of the Latino descent. I was like, oh, maybe he's just you know one of those like super whitewashed Cubans. Nope, he was fucking Canadian. Blew my mind. <laughs> yep, <laughs> great guy. Gone too soon. He passed. He was like in his fifties when he died. Gone too soon. Great guy. But yeah, Glenn Jacobs, Kane as the fake diesel. You don't realize how much a Kane is athletic, even as the fake diesel. And he tried his hardest too to get that over. Yeah, but, right, he did. Now, oh granted, his 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 jackknife power bomb was just a power bomb. Yes, and that's and the only downside. All right, so a couple of things uh, from yes. NXT. First of all, uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe basically. Being the adult with a lot of children fighting. Uh, first of all, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly get into it, and you got Cole begging Joe to get him off me, and Joe just walks away and then sends insecurity. No, the, <laughs> no, the best part is he's like watching him. Yeah, just... And he's like, get him off me. No, I'm just going to go this way. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love this guy. What an asshole. And then even better than that was when Johnny Gargano jumped Karrion Cross outside. NXT Park not still the most dangerous place in wrestling, by the way. Cross um, obviously turns the tables, and then you just get Joe literally dragging Gargano back into the building by the scruff of his neck, like a disappointed parent. And he doesn't even acknowledge um, Austin Fury, who's lying on the ground. He just gives him a dirty look and then carries on walking. No, I would have done the same thing to Austin Theory, so it's okay. <laughs> Fucking Austin Theory. Well, I just love how Joe is just so disappointed in everybody fighting. Yeah, you bunch of hooligans. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> now I gotta clean up your messes. <laughs> Alright, I thought it was gonna be easier. Now I gotta grab this son of a bitch's fight and I gotta choke out Adam Cole. Fuck, what did I get myself into? You wait till Mr. Regal gets home. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, however, it was a little more civilized um, between MSK and Toothless Timmy. <laughs> That's a massive jumper. I just love the whole setup of them, both, all four of them just sitting on chairs, exchanging words in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. Interesting setup. Mm. I mean, I mean, we got a toothless Timmy chance. This is why I hate only watching highlights. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Look at him. Look at. Him. Oh, okay. fuck. All right, that's it. I'm watching this shit on my lunch break. Yeah, it was. It was Dude, a pretty that's good show. That's been my. That's been my issue. It's like I NXT was bad. Was pretty bad for a while, and it was just like I don't even want to bother. 
And then I've gotten to the point where I've actually gotten comfortable, not, you know, immediately going right to USA Network on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, fuck, I'm, am I missing shit again? Am I missing good shit? It is, I mean, I saw, the, I saw the opener this morning, and I was like, okay, well, goddamn. It's a pretty good fucking triple threat tag team. That's the thing with NXT. It has its hits and misses, and mm-hmm. I know I've been saying it forever, but with NXT UK, you never get that. So if NXT oh, no, I've is... Been... I've been catching a little bit of that here and there, trust me. Yeah, buddy. Freaking Kaylee Ray and Mako Satamore and Walter and Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey and everything that's going Coffee. on there. Tyler Bate and Jack Stars. <laughs> it's good. Like I said, if, if NXT is not your bag, watch you some NXT UK. Yeah, before they fire them all. I'm watching. There you the go. Point. Yeah, right. everybody's getting fired. You fired them. They're fired. Congratulations, you know yeah. Chad and I had this conversation because that, that whole um, batch of releases came when we were both on shift last week and he was telling me about it because I didn't have access to my phone and neither should he actually but that's another story You're um, boss, man. tell him lay down the law Desi so I, I immediately thought of the the two are they crickets or whatever whatever they are the two little bugs in Bugs Life you're fired you're fired yes <laughs> That's WWE's locker room right now. You fired. You fired. Okay. So, <laughs> congratulations. I like that analogy. Congratulations are in order. Did you see, besides Seth and Becky Lynch getting married, mm-hmm. Kaylee Ray and Stevie Boy got married? Yep. Forever bride. Forever bride. Uh, oh, and congratulations to Tony Storm, man. Oh, yeah. Did she uh, come out as bi? She did come out mm-hmm. as bi on the Instagram story. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I already knew that, but okay. Let's say we're throwing out congratulations. Congratulations, Jungle Boy, because goddamn. Oh yeah, Jungle AJ. Boy takes a win this week. A bitch. <laughs> He's the winner this week, bud. Absolutely. I love uh, Luchasaurus coming too. Does she have a sister my age? Oh my god! <laughs> great, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He has this great match, and then you see the photo of him with Anna Jay, and I'm like, Jungle Boy, I don't even care. You lost. You still fucking won, man. I was about to say, this guy's winning in life. Who the fuck needs a title? Jesus. When you, when you got that ass. By the way, did you speaking of titles, did you see that he did get a lot of heat from it? Well, not a lot of heat. I should say people were complaining online, but I enjoyed the competition of, of it. Eddie Kingston's promo after, uh, yes. after Dynamite. Uh, I also saw Bully Ray um refute the comments. Uh, but I, bully. bully Ray kind of made a point. He was just like, I love Eddie Kingston. Um I'd love to have a promo off with him. Um and if Cody or Marks cut that promo, he wouldn't have a problem with it, but he didn't think Eddie Kingston had any reason to cut that promo. So Oh, okay. Well then I was gonna say like because I'd just been hearing about it, hear about it. I couldn't not find the goddamn clip of what he says. Because I so, don't want to listen to what fucking dweebs are saying. So he said pretty much that a, that they that the other company doesn't have the heart that we do. You won't see a match like Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy on that comp on that company on that channel. You won't see people like me and my best friend Phoenix on that channel. You won't see a WWE legend like Christian on that channel. So yeah, he pretty much was just burning bridges and he didn't care. He also said that too. I guess I'm burning another, another bridge here. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you could still see Eddie Kingston on the WWE Network technically as a part of that evolved anniversary oh, show. Boy. You know, yeah. I so mean, technically speaking, I just took it as Eddie was pissed off that some of his friends got fired again. 
Yeah, that was it too. He was going on about the releases. So, I mean, I understood it. It was very heartfelt and it was very passionate. But yeah, a lot of people uh, were not happy with that. And I'm like, what do you expect? It's competition too, but it's also someone who's very passionate about the business and everything that's going on. I mean, I'll want to do my plug at the end, but there's a lot of people not happy that we have seen a lot of people lose their jobs. I mean, he was just, you know, spilling his uh, his uh, rhetoric, if you will. But I was cool with it. It was fine. Here's the thing. If AEW released a bunch of people and WWE even entertained the idea of mentioning another company for a second, WWE mm. Max would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tell that pissant company. Yeah, see, that's the funniest thing is it's like, and and I love how you pointed that out. Like, say randomly, let's say who's a who's an AEW guy that they could just randomly really, uh, fuck it, let's go with a top Spears. guy. Like, I, I, for real, no, no, let's just <laughs> let's go fucking crazy, as crazy ass hypothetical as can be. Okay. Um, they release MJF. Uh-huh. He goes to WWE. Tell me these fucking dweebos, these fucking WWE marks are not going to fucking lose their goddamn shit over this gigantic star that just came to their company. Oh, they would. If he was in NXT and then he went to the main roster, they would lose their fucking mind. Exactly. They would immediately forget that he was the fucking guy that AEW built. Oh, he's better here. So then you're saying the same thing about every other fucking guy that left WWE and went to AEW. But that's different. No. Okay. I can hear it now. I can also smell their BO right now. <laughs> uh, I think that's I think that's the mothers from upstairs. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Lord. Oh, I love double standards in wrestling. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so what else happened on AEW this week? Uh, I mean, it was literally last night. We, we It was just so cool to have it back on a Wednesday night again. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, I will I, shout oh. out to the Young Bucks, by the way, for uh, the, the, the great for that? Matt with the, the, a fucking porn stash straight out of the fucking early 80s. And, uh, and, and Nick Jackson looking <laughs> like he's the plumber. That and brought the wrong tools, but he's here to clean your pipes. Sh- Shivani actually said they look like seventies plumbers, uh, porn stars. The porn stash, man. They look like some like Ron Jeremy thing, man. So great, <laughs> Kenny Omega, and I love how like because Kenny Omega did it to make fun of Triple H. I'm positive, but yeah, then every to. every fucking stupid WWE mark I've ever fucking seen with the he'll never be Triple H. He'll never be Triple H. Like, you guys do know this company's fake, right? This shit's scripted, and you can push anybody you want. All right, then. Let's see the silence there. That's exactly what I got in return. What? My brain doesn't process stupidity. I don't fucking know. I, I hate people. Shut the fuck up, Max. Thank you, Shut Jesus. Fuck up. No, that's the thing, too, man. I saw people complaining about that. I was laughing. I thought it was funny. I, I did, thought it was I great. Yeah, I didn't think it was serious as them. I thought it was hilarious. Things things are funny when you don't take them that seriously. Right? Yeah, loosen up. It's like Vince yelling at Kane at the WrestleMania 15 party. Loosen up at the party. Right there, you go. What was it? WrestleMania Rage party? Yeah, I remember that. That's terrible. (laughs) It looked fun. I wanted to be there. It looked. (laughs) 
It looks fun. Imagine Kenny trying to get Kane to loosen up at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That was, well, that's the thing. There's so much comedy in wrestling. That would be like people complaining back in the Attitude Era. And I loved it because I'm going to mention it was on Long Time. Uh, it was on Long Island, New York. It would be like when forget people were complaining that Crash Holly was fighting the Headbangers in Fun Time USA. That was hilarious as fuck. He did the Hurricane Run off the damn, off the damn thing into the friggin' into the into the pit. You know what I'm saying? The ball pit. It was great. Yeah. So on the topic of Kenny Omega. Uh, he seems to be renewing his rivalry with uh, Adam Page as Dark Order pretty much volunteer him to go after the world title. And do it. Yeah, do it. And then backstage, he's like, I don't need you guys to, to set up my matches for me. And I'm like, you're ready. You got this. <laughs> it cracks me up so much. They're just pushing him. Just like, go. Just nudging him. Just nudging him. Go on, Adam. Put the whiskey down. Well, okay, maybe you can finish it, but then go after the world title. Put the whiskey down. <laughs> it's great. Like I said, it's just it's perfect storytelling. It's funny. Yeah, and I also saw somebody complaining uh, that we're supposed to believe that Adam Page is some big loser when he's only got, like, one big loss. He's lost a ton of matches. What are you talking about? Uh... He's lost at least two big matches. Right, yeah, he's lost more than yeah, because he lost uh, he lost that the first time he was going to get the AEW title shot. Yeah, uh, he lost to Brian Cage recently, and yep. I said I believe that didn't hit, and then he lost in that tag match. Yeah, the guy loses. What the fuck? Yeah, just because he, he started like twenty twenty one undefeated doesn't mean shit. I mean, he's lost to Jericho in the past. Like, stop it. Yeah, dumb. But whatever. He he he's built better than anybody in WWE except for maybe Roman. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. The only reason I watch WWE is friggin' the Roman storyline. That's it. He's Everything else. Carrying the whole friggin' lame roster. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. And I never thought we'd say those words. <laughs> Best thing was to turn him heel, make him this, like, mob-type tribal chief, get Heyman with him. He's been killed, rocking it on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't start that shit. <laughs> um, all right, one more very quick topic because Moses is late for work. Um, damn work. And then, of course, we're going to finish the show by giving you the king of the mic match. So, Sammy Guevara, MJF, main event at Dynamite last night. Oh, great. I, multiple times in the match, I was distracted by the referee who felt the need to touch his own body parts every time... One of oh. either Sammy or MJF got hit in that body part. Like. You're not used to Bryce yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bryce is a little over the top. He sells. He sells sometimes more than the re- than the wrestlers do. Yeah, like um, he, he's a fan in the ring is the problem. There was there was like a guillotine across a rope and Bryce just grabbed his own throat. I'm like, are you Damian Sandow? No. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's part, I gotta say. I Go gotta ahead. say. Since I'm the pop culture nerd here, and you know me, I gotta make the pop culture reference. He reminded me of the Divinals. When I think about you, I touch myself. I touch myself. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Indeed. No, um, that was a. I, I I rated that match like a four and a half. But yeah, that's that's a price for you. That's something. Uh, people gotta get used to 
He's he's li- he's literally a fan in the ring as a referee. Yeah. Uh, he's but, great, though. I love him. Yeah, the match was great. I mean, Sammy Guevara, this, if I can borrow a moism, this fucker took yeah. a tombstone from the top rope. Oh, my God. I was... Brother, like a guy was saying all last night while watching this thing, I'm like, whatever they're selling, I'm buying because fuck, he's dead. And then he, he kicked out of two. He was dead. I was, he's all feeling for his fingers. I'm like, bro, fucking Sammy's hurt. Fucking MJF's knees torn apart. Bryce is looking there, not knowing whether to grab his neck or his knee. It's <laughs> fucking whole lot. Everything's just in discombobulation. Yeah. And then, of course, we get uh, both sides in a circle and uh, the pinnacle coming out. We get Wardlow jumping Jericho from behind, and Jim Ross like, how long has he been behind us, damn it? Goddamn JR, <laughs> I love you, man. Um, So I think, is it next week we're getting Jericho MJF face-to-face in the ring? Because um, Jericho wants to know, what else I got to do for this guy? Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's where we're finally going to get to. He'll probably be a little stopgap before they make the big match for... Uh, I believe September, and probably be Hangman and uh, and Kenny. Yeah, well, they better go all out for all out this year because last year was a bit of a turd. Yeah, but hey, this, I'm sure this one's gonna be great. Yeah, but hey, we got Slammiversary to go out about, and let's see if Sammy Callahan can win that title yeah. back for him. Did you notice we got double predictions weekend coming up too? Because we got uh, Slammiversary and then Money in the Bank the next night. Money in the bank. Shout it what you think. I got money in the bank. Which is shit news for myself and the Demon S as defending champs. Mm-hmm. Well, hey. I mean, well, you're trying to catch up to me, Mr. Mister uh, Jericho of the, of the prediction style. Oh, fucking nine-time predictions champion over there. I'm also trying... Before I even get close to number nine, I want to surpass Travis's 45, which is very unlikely. 45 yeah, days. How the fuck did he do that? He's got skills that kills predictions, I will say that. He does have the skills that kills Yeah, but half the time, he doesn't even try. (laughs) First and foremost, that's the kids in school right there for you, man. Some of the geniuses right there, they don't even try. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. He's he's a a genius in a way, man. He's a genius. All right, well, speaking Mm -hmm. of Travis, we're going to end the show with the Kingdom Mike uh, tournament opening up now as Travis takes on Cypher. Does he? Thank you for tuning in. We are going to leave you with the first match in this year's King of the Mike tournament. And normally, you would go to vote for the winner. But in this case, the result kind of solves itself. Stay tuned. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And now, of course, on the brand new ClickTalk Network. Well, I mean, it's not brand new anymore, but you know. Still got that new car smell. Yeah, it's fresh. Um, there you go. We're bringing you Netpicks, Open Road, Smart Mark Radio, On the Mic with Mike, Ryan Squared, Bold Rivals, Wrestling Millionaire, and more on KTN. Go to clicktalknetwork.weebly.com. And of course, check it out at maxwrestling.net. Follow us on social media at the Captain 512 at MCL92, at Walker underscore TA92, and at SMRPodNet. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember, Twitch makes Vince's dick itch. Everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, and everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez. Goddamn right. So Retro has been, um, I don't want, not put on hiatus. I just honestly have not recorded the shows. I have notes down. 
I just haven't fucking recorded the shows. So um, expect like four, three or four episodes throughout the weekend just so I can get them out of the way and stop sitting on them and people can get to listen in. Um, but for sure, three episodes of Bolt Rant are dropping at the end of tonight. They are all totally different stuff. I'm, it's it's uh, player profiles. I forgot who I don't have the list in front of me right now. Player profiles for three different guys, guys to get to help and get to know people as we get closer to preseason. And, uh, yeah, Friday night I will be also on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash big mode 2425 playing Madden because uh, somebody actually fucking requested me to play Madden. So if you want to see me embarrass myself, come on down because I am terrible at Madden. <laughs> All righty then. And Mike, your opening statement, please, counselor. <laughs> Counselor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, latest on the mic with Mike's are up. Man, me and my girl, Sassy Steffi, host the Talking Sass podcast, former pro wrestler. Man, we had a fun conversation talking about Sensational Sherry. Man, it's the 14th anniversary, year anniversary of her past, and I cannot believe she's been gone 14 years. We talked about the life and times of Sensational Sherry from her bouts with Medusa and the AWA, from working with Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Harlem Heat. Yes, we talked about Hulk Hogan. We coming for you. Y'all know Beep. the rest. Beep. And we, <laughs> Niggly. We talked about how awesome Ruby Wright is of an amazing person that Ruby Wright is. It's a very touching story I want everybody to listen to to showcase how much of a sweetheart Heidi Lovelace is. Man, I had on Babe West, adult star. We talked about her career and modeling and just everything in general from the adult side of things. LFC is coming back with the newest edition of the LC podcast soon with Jezebel Romo, the owner of Santino Brothers Academy, which I know Mo will be into when that drops. But, man, check me out, SM Show 1, MCL 92, stevenmikeshow.com, soundcloud.com, slash mclarkin92. Check me out on the Max Wrestling Podcast with my four horsemen brethren, Dazzy Dangerously, Travis the Walker Anderson, and Moses Marquez. Check Daz and I out on the Netflix. We're talking about two movies we never seen before, and it's on and popping like a pot of neck bones to the break of break of dawn. Check out King of the Mike. Check out Promo Slam. Check out what we got coming on in the future for Max Wrestling and the KTN, the Click Talk Network, baby. Don't forget Chad, too. He's going to be joining us on the next Netflix because there's like 275 movies that he's recently watched that he's never seen before. I gotta say it. Why? Because somebody's got to teach him, Mike. He don't even like Waterboy. Well, okay, so wait a minute. He's going to watch two movies that he's never seen before when he hasn't seen, like, like you said, 275. How is that going to work? I mean, there's going to be plenty he can talk about if he's never seen him before. I just, you know what? He, he, he can join us, but I'm just going to say right now. We're going to educate gonna him. Try... We're going to teach him about the Madula Ablamgala. Mama said, mama, mama, mama said. See, how does he not find that funny? <laughs> You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. You're wrong. Baba's right. <laughs> so it must be wrong with his Madula. <laughs> How does he not find this funny? Oh my god! Uh, what's for dinner? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> and <laughs> join us next week. next week for match two in King of the Mike. It's Chris Maldonado versus the Demoness. Plus, we got the Great American Bash in Orlando and Road Rager in Miami. 
double special week on NXT and Dynamite next week. This was episode 329. We will catch your ass down the open road. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. He's a bag of dicks, drink younger. Something wrong with his medulla album, gotta. Amen. <laughs>
feel like I have some explaining to do. You see, last year, I faced Corey face-to-face. -face. I thought it would be great because it's not every day that when we have promo competitions or exhibitions that we can do it actually face-to-face. -face. And I wanted to have extra fun with it. I want to throw in some wrestling moves, take a couple bombs, no big deal. But it took hours for him to work the courage up to even lay in the grass just to lay in the grass, get up, pick up a chair, and walk away. Like, he didn't even want to do that. There was so much that went into it and so much stress that went into it because he was too scared to do any of it to the point where I had to find other ways to go about it. Um like camera angles like when I hit him with the stunner I had to be a certain angle because he refused to go to the ground and bullshit like that I did all the editing I did the directing the choreography everything I did and he still won he put zero who creative input into it it was all me and he still won did I get a thank you no did I get any credit? No. Earlier this year, he faced Robert Davis. Once again, zero creative ideas and didn't know what to do. I was like, hey, why don't we just, you know, revamp your character, revamp your gimmick? So I'm like, all right, well, you do music, you rap, you do this and that. You actually make music and you do all these beats and shit like that you're an artist let's make you an artist so let's do a music video it's a promo music video well I wrote some lines I did this I did that and and gave him an idea of what I was kind of envisioning well he still had zero creative ideas and was like we'll, we'll just do that we'll just do that I'm like seriously I did the editing I did the directing, I did the filming, I did it all. Did I get a thank you? Did I get credit? No. So now that we're supposed to go one-on-one -on -one again, he chickens out. He refuses to show up. He drops out of the entire damn tournament. That's the thanks I get. But what pisses me off even more is even though we have 25 years of friendship, he would not do this one match with me. However, he's willing to still compete or do a promo exhibition later this year against Michael Larkin. Michael Larkin is a man that I made irrelevant in promo competitions when I took the title from him. Larkin is going to want to make that match with him and Corey the main event of probably Promo Slam. I don't know. But let me tell you something, Larkin. That match between you and Cypher... It needs to stay on the pre-show. 
it needs to be on the pre-show because quite frankly it's not going to be main event worthy it's not going to be main event worthy because it's not going to be me versus you Larkin it's not going to be me versus Cypher it's not going to be me versus whoever you know like that's not no you get what I'm saying your exhibitions are not main event worthy what will be main event worthy is me versus Moses Marquez because I'm going to win this King of the Mike tournament. I have already advanced to the next round. And nothing's going to stop me on the next round or after that. I'm going to win this tournament, tournament, become the new King of the Mike. And then I'm going to go on and I'm going to kick Moses Marquez's ass once more. See, Moses, I watched your, your promo last week and you said that you and Phoenix are the top. You are the at the top. Of the competitors in Max Wrestling. Have you forgotten who the hell I am? I am the man that defeated you with 91%. I am the one that has embarrassed you time after time again. You have only beaten me one time and that's only because I told everyone to vote for you. This year it's going to be a hell a lot different. Because there's no one to sabotage me this time. No one will stand in my way to make it to the top of this tournament. To make it to the finals. Becoming the new king of the mic. And be going on and taking back my promo championship. Now Larkin, I know you're going to be pissed off. But if you're really that pissed off. Well, last time I checked. We're still missing one more person for this this tournament. So how about you join? How about you join King of the Mic 2021 and try to make it to the final. Try making it past Moneymaker Chris. Try making it past the Phoenix. Try making it past the Demoness. Try making it past me, Travis the Walker. Anderson and if you do if you do make it past all of us that is if you have the balls to even join if you do make it to the finals and you win then you might be willing like worthy of a main event match but You'll have to get past Moses Marquez. El Jefe the Crippler or whatever name he wants to call himself nowadays. But it's not going to happen. It will not happen because you will never get past me. Moneymaker Chris... You're not going to get past me because I've got a hell of a lot to say to you. Phoenix, you're sure as hell not getting past me. And Demon S, I've never defeated you. This year, I will. 
no one is going to stop me from becoming the next king of the might. No one is going to stop me from becoming promo champion once again. And if you got a fucking problem with that, you can call my goddamn lawyer.